0: BLOB TALK RADIO Good morning, this is your host Lorraine Nightheart, and uh, started the day in a little bit of chaos. My computer is once again having a hissy fit. So I figured out another way to get on and today's talk is going to be about rancor, hatred. Last week we looked at pride, And uh, these teachings come from um, uh, the the Kabbalah. Now, in the Kabbalah, there are four trees or four worlds. So it's a very interesting way to actually, it helps train your mind to be thinking on multiple levels, not just going in seven different directions. So I don't want to do a course on Kabbalah because that's way too complicated uh, for this Blog Talk Radio, but last week we were talking about pride, and that also pride is um, part of envy, and uh, which seems to rule the world very often, or so it appears, but you know, envy, what happens when people are envious or prideful, or even in hatred, which we all have at one time or another, whether we realize it or not. But if we can also realize there's different levels of it. And what, what is righteous rage, as opposed to just acting your shit out. So in the system of Kabbalah, envy reveals not only disbelief in the divine order, but also it detours us. And that leads us to, you know, worshipping, you know, bullshit or false gods, or false gurus, or all that kind of stuff. I ask, particularly for those who think that they believe in God, and yet they can get off on uh, a tangent in their righteousness. You know, one, if you want to claim the, some consciousness, or even just plain old-fashioned maturity, Before we lose our cookie and carry on, really look, who am I in this drama of rage or anger? It's a very interesting book. It's called The Anger Diet um, for those of you that are struggling, uh, and that seems to be taking over one's life, um, and it gives you different exercises. So It's a really interesting workbook. All right, so... As we looked at last week, the the pride and how it gets us into false places and false beliefs and uh, kind of in competition with uh, power, which is the opposite of love. The opposite of love is not hatred. It's power. So very often... We have a power drive, and we think, well, that person really loved me. uh, They would do this. Well, that's a very interesting concept, but actually you're coming from power. And if you need to come from power, cool, but know that it's power. Don't confuse yourself. That is love. You're human. and You could say, you know, I have a power drive right now and I want to win over this, or I'm really insecure, or I'm feeling unlovable, so I have to use power, or so I think, but at least know, even just a little insy-beensy little bit, it's like, this isn't exactly clear, this isn't so kosher, what am I doing here? Uh, You'll get a different outcome. And I suspect the same is true in prayer or in manifestation. There's what we think we want and we go for
1: it. And yet underneath
0: it is a different drive or it's coming from a different tree of life. And we don't realize. See, that's why critical thinking is important to be able to understand the, the roots of our motivations and what it's about. All those levels need to be clear, particularly. If you want to manifest. Otherwise you get some cocky you know, manifestations. Like, what's this? What what's this about? Yeah, but you forgot. No, no, no. Divine didn't forget. You got the order wrong. You didn't understand where you were coming from. So there is so, which, which is what is so marvelous when you start getting in, into the depths of any type of mysticism, where you really do, it, it humbles you right out, because you realize, like, wow, there are so many different ways um, to emerge. And hopefully that is one of your goals, wisdom. Because with wisdom, everything else, we, we start to understand how to work with these levels, and we're not so determined to just have it our way, but we want it the way that is for ourselves and for others and what is really the highest for our souls, not just our egos, and how to begin to have feelings of gratitude. Like, wow, isn't that astounding? I wanted this but I got this. And then when I started to understand, it's like, oh, that's why it didn't work. It didn't work because it wasn't true to your being. So with Rancor in, in, in the worlds of Kabbalah, as I said, the four worlds in Kabbalah, we begin to understand uh, that what motivates us you know, it tells us, don't. there's, there's three different kinds. It's, and it's uh, we find three different forms of hatred. And it says, do not hate, do not seek revenge, and do not bear a grudge. You know, the first, do not hate, it's a commandment, it's a, you know, kind of keeps us clean, right, or uh, keeps us out of trouble an awful feeling. It's just something that destroys people, you know, even if, even if they don't know that they're filled with hatred. Sure, we've, we've all run across somebody. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not filled with hatred. I'm just, I just deserve this. You know, there's an entitlement going on based on zilch and nothing. Uh, but they're entitled. It's like, well, maybe if you gave uh, and weren't choking on your entitlement because there's no room to receive so entitled, uh, something might be a little different. Of course, you're taking your life in your hands by pointing out to an envious person that they're envious or a rageful person that they're filled with rage. It's better to come through uh, in a different way, more like perhaps, because they're going to blow. And there seems to be a lot, a lot of anger and hatred uh, this particular season and so that is because we need to work with it not because the fear is going to take us over because fear is a liar and it has no courage it just repeats the same thing in several different ways but it's always the same thing and it's it is the way uh yesterday i thought of something it's like you know i think if we desire anything that evil, the devil, or cruelty, or the opposite of love, uh, can create, it can do an imitation. But evil or negativity cannot do an imitation. It cannot imitate love. So if we desire, I don't know, riches and fame, okay, not such great forces can can create that, and we think, oh wow, now now I have it. This is cool. Look at me. But it will never work. Have any real connection? It's illusion, and you're making uh, you know deals with with uh, sometimes it's with the world, and then that's not going to last. And anybody who seeks fame uh, when it's really not their star sign. Reality, you know, we need certain things in our chart that help us, just like we all need a little bit of luck. Um, and, uh, but people will run after it and run after it, and, it's, and, and instead of saying, No, let me work on the things I need to work on, uh, let's say you're an artist, and, you know, but you want the fame and the money, it's like, you know, just keep doing the body of work, just keep doing the art. And when the time comes, if that is within your destiny, because that's what it needs to be also, it will happen. But if you don't want to do it because you're not going to be rich and famous, you've got to go back to the drawing board. Because in creation, it's something that takes us over. It's not something that we own. We have to do it um, just like consciousness. We have to do it, whether we receive or don't receive. It's just part of our enduring spirit. So this is part of, you know, how the Kabbalah helps us begin to look at life in a, in a completely different way. It's And it's a refinement. It's also very humbling because we think like, uh-oh, that's not so clean. Look at what I was doing here, what was happening here. So... And the first, that is, do not hurt. that's the most common form of hatred, and it's a reactive hatred. We immediately uh, hate somebody who is disagreeable to us or, unsub- or subjects us to any type of suffering. Okay. But this is a temporary condition, hopefully, uh, the equivalent of having uh, our, you know, our foot stepped on. And the reaction to the pain is an immediate, it's kind of like the, the, the animal, you know, the, the pure part, just an instinctual readiness to fight or curse the aggressor. But uh, as the pain and the discomfort die down, there's also a reduction uh, in the victim's total contempt for the agent of his suffering. So it's kind of like, yeah, you stepped on my toe. What are you, stupid? You know, we, we do all that kind of stuff. Or someone steps on our toe, and we don't say anything. We just smile and say, oh, you didn't mean it. Well, that's, that's eating the rage or eating the hatred. The acknowledgement is, ouch. Sometimes that's all we need to say. Even in, in, in love relationships or, or any communication, Ouch. That hurt. We don't have to go into a dissertation on hurt or why they hurt or or uh, giving them, you know, a psychic reading on their on their unconscious rage. No, just ouch will do in this case. So when the pain and discomfort dies down, and then you know we we don't feel it so much. Now if. The person who stepped on your foot, the aggressor, reacts with regret and identifies with the pain, or simply recognizes his error or expression of non-intent. And it is possibly not only to eliminate the hate, but to end up exchanging courtesies. So, I'm sorry. I was being clumsy, I wasn't paying attention, I was on my cell phone, I didn't know I was walking into you, whatever it might be. That's the reason why we have the apologies. We don't want to create. So just enough, you know, what were you doing in my way is not exactly, or you were wrong and I'm right. No. And you have to remember, all this stuff builds up over a lifetime, and that's a very important mystical fact that we want to dissolve wherever we can, particularly these little things that can grow into great things. And most of all, when these little things turn into great things, the wrong person usually gets is the object of your rage. Usually the person you love the most or who is safest or who's not going to kill you for, for going bonkers on them, they get it and they have nothing to do with it. And then when you come off your huffing and puffing, you think, well, what did I do that for? A person didn't deserve that level of rage. When we cannot stop the hatred or the rage, even if we're being very cool and we're not acting it out, but it's going on in our mind again and again and again, very often we are possessed by an archetype. We can't stop it. Personal hatred or personal rage just says, you know, I am really ticked about that. Uh, And we start to try to figure out a solution, what would be the wisest um, way that we can handle this, that we need to express the hurt, but we don't want to turn it into a third world war. But when we can't stop it, we've been possessed by an archetype. It's running through us. The rage of the great mother or the revenge of, you know, uh, Zeus or or whoever it may be, you know, one of the gods, I saw an opening and kind of jumped in and said, good, I've got them to act out my stuff. So we can always claim our humanity. And that's the safest and wisest place to stay. What do I humanly have the right react and work with this and what is the wisest way sometimes it's very good uh, before we react to something say you know I'm going to give this 24 hours or 72 hours Um, I I need to think about this or I need to you know see what my dreams say and you know I don't want to blow this out of proportion I, I want to get goals from this well we don't get goals when we go into an immediate you know revenge battling. You're not going to get anything except more anger. So this type of, of uh, hatred is just is kind of the ordinary, everyday kind of stuff that pisses us off. But then there is the one that seeks revenge. So let's say we'll use the foot being stepped on, so the aggressive reaction is not one of identification of anything positive at all, and just says, well, why why were you in, why did you put your foot under mine? That's kind of like the logic, right? So then the hatred is not temporary, and it creates two other kinds of deviations, revenge and a grudge. So you see how a simple mistake when not handled immediately, um, with a little bit of wisdom, and certainly being humble. And even if it wasn't your fault, what? Just it's like, this didn't mean to happen. Sorry. And also give you can give the, the other person benefit of the doubt. They didn't mean that. They didn't go like, hey, I'm going to wake up this morning and find a stranger's foot to step on. You know, we can chill that, but... If we're not aware, the revenge and the grudge comes. This is also what happens amongst people. They have different beliefs. um, And we're feeling hatred and we can't bear it, so we'll project it onto the other. You know, let's get back at them and teach them a thing or two about how they should be as human beings. Well, that doesn't work either although this earth keeps on trying that one. So when we do not, when we're advised, do not seek revenge or the revenge is mine, it's because the divine or the order of life or the karma or whatever system uh, life is working under, it knows to the exact degree if you want revenge for something where... Yes, that's your feeling of revenge, but you don't know the whole story. You may be totally off the mark. And then seeking revenge for something that really is a projection in your own psyche. And then what? You're often revenging, but it's it's it doesn't work. So the consciousness, you know, we may be able to go into... Uh, not, I'm not saying to be pussyfoots, so I'm not saying to not have a sense of self, but not the revenge. That that wants to hurt. So how do we define revenge? Uh, so it, it may be that, uh, I don't know, you asked to borrow somebody's uh, iPad or something. I don't know. <clears throat> don't have much of an example for that one for some reason. And they, and they say no. And then the next day they want to borrow uh, your iPhone. And you say no, not because in, you don't want to lend it. It's just because they didn't lend to you. So you already got a secret going on here or a cup of sugar or whatever it is. They didn't give to me. I'm not giving to them. Now, children are very, very aware when it's not fair because they'll always say it's not fair. But they, it's not understood what isn't fair. It's it's the level. So what begins the level of the revenge? Well, I asked them, let's say, I asked them for something of value. I asked them for gold, and uh, they said no. But they asked me for bronze, and I said no. Now, the fact that there's a different value there, it's not tit for tat. If you ask for something valuable and it is refused, and then uh, the other person asks for something that's not as valuable, using revenge is not the right route because they didn't give to you. It has to do with values. And, we are, the, you know, the, the person who's, who's asking usually doesn't, really comprehend what the true value is, or they'll demean the value. They'll say, oh, why don't you just do that? I mean, come on, what's the matter with you? But they don't know what your value is. Now, it may be an emotional value. It may be a sentimental value. It may be uh, whatever you just just sense that's not right. Or the last time I lent them something, it came back with a stain, or it was broken. So we're going to bring that up? No, it's just, no. And it's also being able to no, when we ask for something and someone says no," their right to say no is their right to say no. It's not your right to start a fantasy of revenge or payback. and um, we can pay back uh with an insult, or we can pay back with gossip. Could you imagine that person da 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 and then we're off and running, but who is it going to bother? You, your sense of self, your wisdom—always question, not necessarily doubt, because doubt, sometimes too much doubt can create so much fear. But you know, more more as a question is like, boy, what got into me today? Just that phrase, when we ask that of ourselves, we know we're, we're, we're in an archetypal world and something did get into us. Some um, complex uh, got in and we, we don't even know what what happened. So when we want revenge and retribution, um, no. It's, it's, it's a... It's a form of hatred. Revenge is definitely a form of hatred, and it's a you know that feeling of being stepped on, or feeling uh, uh, appeased only by stepping on on the aggressor's foot. And and then there was worse situations, and and it's when we're bearing a grudge, right? While revenge is being played out in the immediate or the near immediate uh, discharge of hatred and grudges, and uh, grudges are prolonged hatred. And people can act with a superiority to a request to somebody who's previously denied us something. And we actually manage to deepen a conflict. Well, These are... So regarding hatred, there's like four kinds. The, it's the, the one uh, is easy to provoke. It's the different kinds of hatreds that we can react to or be part of or participate or bring with us. Uh, So one is the person who's easily provoked and is easily to appease and where the negative is neutralized by the positive. And then the one who is difficult to provoke and also difficult to appease where the positive is neutralized by the negative. And the third one, uh, the one who is difficult to provoke and easy to appease, this one is the sage, And the one who is easy to provoke and difficult to appease, this one is the wicked. So those are different levels that we begin to realize, like, wow, how does this work? How do people get into this this level? And, And what kind are you? And looking at it, not with tearing yourself apart, because that's looking at yourself with a complex. But that would be the negative animus, the negative anima is attacking you. Well, you're an idiot for this, right? Instead, with the way of looking at this, it's like, okay, so what was I really about? It becomes a very interesting conversation, an internal conversation of different levels So when these personalities appear in the framework of, let's say, nothing refers to a person who is totally lost and who is easily provoked and just as easily appeased, he carries out two tasks, one of getting angry and then of calming down. In fact, he is nothing. It's just nothing, no big thing, okay? Since he's already creating problems for himself that he can easily solve, his rancor is small. Uh, but his losses of time and energy belong to those who are carried and swept away by life. He has little space for growth. Now, the fool is the person who's rarely provoked and rarely appeased. This type of individual understands that we should not easily subject ourselves to provocation. He apparently has always internalized a posture, allowing few of life situations to provoke him. But... This is a rational, external posture. Since once provoked, he cannot find ways to sublimate the provocation. He is called a fool because he only particularly understands the necessity of the effort to remain unaffected. But in such a case of many people who are socially repressed by their upbringing and who become prisoners of their own impulses and their ethics... They argue and they theorize, but they cannot live out what they apparently know and believe. Now, the situations of the wicked and the sage are obvious. The former loses himself in a swamp of rancor while the latter wanders through the orchard. The wise one has a deep reading of reality, which in itself hinders provocation you feel the wisdom in that? The wise one has a deep reading. We look into it. And we know. And that reality, we don't get provoked because we see, wow, that person's really hurting. It has nothing to do with me. They're hurting. Instead of cursing, there's the blessings. So when we begin to look at rewards of wisdom and it's it takes a lifetime but it is so worth the journey it's like finding absolutely new colors that you've never seen before that you can create with and that's part of what is so fascinating about how life works in this kind of in this mystical realm. Mystical realm doesn't mean Neptune and we're just like walking through walls. It means the refinement of what we're seeing and how the everyday things of life. And we claim, oh, well, you know, that's just human. Well, yes, but that's not exactly the, uh, the part of humanity that we want to keep alive. We want to. It's also human to become wise, to have a little understanding, to be able to work with humility, and not continue, uh, like I said, the, the the small, innocent events of life that you know pisses off. But then before we. Before he carried on, give it and just say, really, what is this worth? What, what's really going on? Or this person has stepped in my foot. They, they just woke up. I didn't realize how angry I was, but I know how angry I am by my reaction. And then in order, because when we've offended somebody, then we fear them because we fear their revenge, whether we realize it or not. Not everybody takes revenge. They may just go silent and disengage. But you're always waiting for the revenge. So you're always living in a state of fear. When you could have just realized, I overreacted. Excuse me. So my computer is still doing its wildness. I hope this goes on. Au revoir.